Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's audio version of dancing. Ooh, touchy of foot. <laughs> <laughs> Series three, uh, plot twist. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name's Chris. No, it's not. It's Will Young. Who are you? <laughs> well, I must be Christopher Sweeney, then. Yes, I thought you were. I recognised you hiding behind that plant. This is Homo Sapiens. Sure is. Guess what's happening on the show today. I'm going to tell you. We have got genderqueer American Instagram star Freckle... We have got your tweets and questions. We've got some hyperboles and chat and yeah. a story that links a bacon sandwich, Puff Daddy and James Brown and myself. I couldn't hope for more. It's like when they do Riddle of the Day on the Today programme, but just better. Just with more bacon. Walk me through your day. Early to bed in Manchester. I was doing BBC breakfast. So you've got to get up and you've got to be bright and cheery. Oh, and slightly sort of yeah slightly sort of medicated look do you know what i mean like mm. hi morning i'm singing yeah <laughs> and they're up every day at that time of course i don't know how they do it five was very early but that was my choice because i wanted to get up smoke i don't know what a couple of packs of cigarettes <laughs> and um do some do some exercise oh right yeah and then uh it went well yeah and then not I- often bedfellows no, well, mm. <laughs> you see me on a treadmill. Um, Can you smoke in here? They call me Puff the Magic Dragon. Uh, and then I... Puff Daddy. <laughs> Puff Daddy. <laughs> I, I had an incident with Puff Daddy. Go on. They tried to push this me... the roller coaster. Well, this will be an even bigger one. It was at the Beckham's house, Beckenham, Beckenham Palace. Beckingham, that, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what they mm. called it, wasn't it? And then... Uh, they were doing some sort of thing. I managed to get a freebie. And um, James Brown was singing and, I, and James Brown was calling for me. Where's Will Young? I want Will Young. Are you being we, serious? Yeah, yeah, because we'd sung together a few times. That's incredible. I was eating a bacon sandwich at mm. the back of the marquee. It was mm. one in the morning with Faye, mm-hmm. dear Faye. And I was like, I literally looked at Faye and Faye went, go. Dropped the bacon sandwich. I was like, Will Young's coming. Uh, Puff Daddy security guards tried to stop me. And James Brown was like, get out the way. Ah, get down. And uh, then I did the pony with Puff Daddy and James Brown. And Puff Daddy was looking at me like, who the fuck is this guy? So you, James Brown, Puff Daddy are on stage at the Beckhams. Yeah, doing a pony. What is doing a, the pony. What is a pony? You like do a riding move. Oh, I, yeah. it's not a song. It's not a song, no. Not the genuine song. I don't know. But what were you singing? I feel good. I knew, ah, and, <laughs> and they had booked James Brown. They'd booked to, Robbie Williams and James Brown. They hadn't booked me. Uh, uh, but they got him. Big like time. a Groupon voucher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was an additional extra. Like a sort of have a Chardonnay at the bar. Have a Will Young doing the pony. Yeah. Who instigated the pony out of you, Puff Daddy and James Brown? Puff Daddy. He was doing the pony. Last person on the list I would have thought that well, would have been. Well, he's a very good dancer. Sean Coombs. Mm. Sean Puffy Coombs. Sean Puffy Coombs. Puff Puff. Guess where I've been today? Los Angeles. You've been to Manchester. I've been to Greenwich. Greenwich. Mm. I like Greenwich. Mm. You, know, you say Greenwich. American would say, can I go to Greenwich, please? Yeah. Gloucester Road for <laughs> Gloucester Road. Um, Greenwich is in London. Greenwich is in London, mm. famously the home of the Cutty Sark. Oh, yes. Beautiful big boat. Yes. I was there looking at locations for a show that I'm doing. The next show? Yeah. Which is called, or can you not say yet? I don't know. No. So I just won't. Is it a drama? Can you give us a few clues? It's a drama. 
It's a thriller. Is it a thriller? Yeah. What part are you playing? (laughs) (laughs) Revenge. I'm playing like an angry nurse. (laughs) With syringe. Typecasting with syringe. It's me and Saran Jones and a syringe. I could, going, is she in it, Saran no, Jones? No, no. Who's the, who are the actors? You can't even say that. I don't know that I can. I don't know because I haven't asked. Well, why don't you swing me any part? You know I act, right? Yeah. but Why you, aren't you swinging me any parts? Because are you a revenge nurse? Well, um, it, is it a female nurse? Mm. Yeah, but it's not just the main part. I could be a little... You could, yes. Uh, yes, I haven't been involved in the casting and that's not a passive-aggressive. I was in Greenwich and... My grandmother's house, I think this is true, was knocked down to make way for where they put the cutty sock. Mm. So I went there and had a look and thought, oh, my grandma, grandma lives here. Did you throw eggs at it? Why? Why? Mate, it's been here for 200 years. Mm. Not, no, can't be 200 because she it's would It's plonked in the middle somewhere. Because the marathon, you run round it. You run round I the thought sock. about us doing the marathon when I was there. And you get the big camera shot and everyone waves. Would you do the marathon again? Me and William ran the marathon together. Yes, I would. You would? Mm. Go on. Because I just think it's such a beautiful thing to do. And uh, it's such an amazing event. Now, um, probably for the first time since we've been recording this season and maybe this podcast, we went out raving, didn't we, this week? Oh, we went out raving. We had so much fun. I was so pleased because I wasn't going to go. And I'm so pleased that you kicked me up the bum to get me to go. And didn't we have a laugh? We had so much fun. Lots of giggles. It was the Hunger Magazine party, wasn't it? So we can talk about your video now. Oh, we can. Me as a stripper. You as a stripper. It's had a very good reaction online. I think so. Yeah. What's online? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's this thing. It's a, is it? It's a well kept secret. (laughs) It's called the internet. But so it was the people who made your videos party we went to. Yes. And we went with John Hasse, who is your friend and also used to be your agent and was my video commissioner. So he helped me. Thanks to you putting me in touch. Chris, I think we've got exciting news from the merch stand. Cooey, I'm over here. Oh, but we've been shut down. <clears throat> well, we were shut down. But you cannot, you cannot stifle Homo sapiens listeners, dear William. No. Because we had an email from Everpress, the company who make our T-shirts. And they said, people have been requesting loads of T-shirts. Please, do you want to reboot your sale? <clears throat> also... People have been emailing in and messaging on Instagram and Twitter saying, reopen the T-shirt sale. So does that mean I I can open shop again? Like Parliament and the (laughs) Stop Brexit petition, we merely (laughs) listen to what you say, listeners. This is the shutters going back up. Yeah. And this is my, what would I have on my shop stands? My my change bowl. You'd have probably some sort of nice um, banana. You might have a banana. Yeah. So if you go to everpress.com forward slash homo dash sapiens, there are the t-shirts for sale. There are the sweaters for sale. It's a bit confusing the way it's laid out that under size, under the size boxes where you can change between toggle between jumpers and t-shirts, which I think is quite confusing. So it's 28 days only again. So it'll run till the end of the season. And then the shutters really will go down. Flash. Well, we're off on a holiday. We're off on a cruise, aren't we? Like Um, Theresa May, we mean it this time. um, It's our first ever Brexit conversation we've ever had. Probably one too many. William, I think it's time to saunter over to Twitter. Question of the week was, knowing what you know now... What advice would you give your 18-year-old self? Don't have blonde highlights. <laughs> or straighten your hair. Did you straighten your hair? I used to do it the whole time with tongs. I looked dreadful. And you always used to burn your forehead. I had that. Oh, yeah. Did you ever use that silk, that... Did you dye your hair blonde by bleaching it? Or was it that funny spray I used to use? No, I used to go into a salon and they put in highlights. I mean, I looked like, I looked like a reject from Westlife. Who was the mood board... God knows. But you did you have a picture? Adam Ricketts. Oh, be still my beating heart. Yeah. Were you like trying to look like someone? I think it was just a sort of look of the day that you would have these kind of awful, slightly pointed, straightened. Crystal, like it was always a bit crispy, the yeah, hair, wasn't dreadful. it? <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's not about me. It's about our listeners. Well, it's also about you, William. Thank you. 
David says, come out earlier would be my piece of advice to my 18-year-old self. Sweet. Ishaya, I think I've got that right, says, not everything has to be made into a career. You can still paint, write, learn history, etc. for the fun of it. I like that. I love that. Yeah. It's so true, isn't it? That's why I still make matchstick models. Do you make them? No. No. Lee Fuller says, forgive your dad. Life is too short to hold grudges. <sighs> There's a lot in there. Majestic Badger says, if in doubt, take it out. <laughs> <laughs> if only I, if only I'd known. M. Lou says, "Don't dick about a university and look after your teeth." Well, that's very important. Yes. Nathan James Birch says, "Don't wait until your thirties to become promiscuous. It's so much fun." Go, Nathan. Go, Nathan. A Hollywood sign says, "Appreciate your hair because it will be gone in twelve years." <laughs> Annabeth says, "Just bloody do it and don't overthink it." No, don't. I'm still working on that, though. She says. Rachel says, "You don't have to marry them." Rachel, there's a story in that. Isn't there just? And them as well. That's interesting. Did you want to marry... Rachel married a few people. Did you want to marry a few people at the same time? Mm -hmm. Or is that them as in just general? Woke up in Vegas, married two people. David Yule says, never wash your jeans. Don't know. I think they get that. (sighs) Can I just tell you? Mm. I'm a bit pissed off, actually, and I'm not going to take my clothes to that dry cleaner anymore. So you're saying I'm a bit pissed off, I'm not going to take my clothes off? No, I'm not going to take them off ever. Um... I try and take my clothes to the laundrette mm. and the woman's saying to me, she is really slow, mm. really slow. Mm. And she's like, no, these can't be, if you send them just for laundry, I basically think she was completely doing me over. If you send them just for laundry, they throw them all in together, colours and whites. And I was like, but surely, but surely they don't have any business then because all the clothes will just run. Yes. No, no, my darling. No, my darling. I was like, whoa there. Were they with the um, yeah. over familiarity? Mm. And then I basically, I think she just conned me to get it all dry cleaned. I don't like clothes that have been dry cleaned. I feel like they're, they're a bit, I feel like it's a bit crispy, but I just wanted them to get washed. And literally, I literally could not carry on the conversation because I've said it so many times and I couldn't be bothered mm. to take all my laundry back out in, again into the car. Because she had you and she knew it. Nicholas says, say yes more often. Now I'm a big fan of that say yes more often don't be so afraid be calm stillness is attractive too listen <laughs> chris just... is doing a little little demonstration with his hand cupped around his ear listen these five things on mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. i think could be enough rules that you need for the whole of life chris yeah who is our guest today our guest today is freckle Freckle is a gender fluid actor who lives in LA who came to my attention via Instagram, in fact, because she posts a lot of really funny things on the Instagram videos of her and her friends. And she's friends with lots of people like Ed Roast from the band Grizzly Bear, who I adore. I love Grizzly Bear. I love their music. And Freckle sort of came to fame in America because she went on American Idol and did this really, I suppose, queer would be the right description, performance for Simon Cowell, which kind of shocked all the judges. Look it up on YouTube and you'll see what we mean. Shocked all the judges, kind of shocked America. And now she's an actor and we talked a lot about what it is to be genderqueer and her life, her work. Chris and I had been for breakfast. We were staying in our Airbnb, lovely two-bedroomed condo. Where I think they were shooting porn next door, weren't they? I was hoping that they were because... Do you think they were? Because the guys that were coming... There was one sort of model guy just hanging around outside when we turned up. Brad from Neighbours. Yeah, totally Brad from Neighbours. And I sort of fell on my knees on the lawn, I think, Mm. just in front of him. I was like... Oh, Christ, this is going to be a good trip. So we had these kind of laddie frat guys next door. Who had a video camera set up in the front room. I saw yeah, it through the window. with a sort of reflector, which is mm-hmm. a sort of big kind of, I don't know, anyway. Um, and he had loads a, of lube. No. He had a lot of, what are those indoor plants called? A lot of... Oh, succulents? Yeah, he had a lot of succulents. Mm. Um, and it was a beautiful house. So Freckle came to visit us there we had had breakfast i think we'd done our exercise because we were very regimented we were very good weren't we and then you popped out to get some food for us and uh then freckle turned up she did have an interesting comment to begin with saying did we want to shower with her Mm -hmm. um which we politely declined because we already had and i thought she said some really interesting things 
And yeah, it's a really interesting character. So I hope people enjoy the interview. Do you not sleep in the same bed ever? Uh, have we ever slept in the same bed? Probably. Probably at some point. But like not often or common? No. Is, is I that... do have one friend who I sleep in the same bed. As yeah, friend. I would imagine. It's your husband. <laughs> <laughs> no, my oh, friend. you're married. Yeah, and you're not. Some, no, because there are some like guy and queer, world queer, right? Queer friends yeah. that like it, it's not even a question. It's like if we're hanging out, chances are we'll spend the night because like who wants to leave at night when you're yes. like watching a movie or whatever? Or like it's just a given, and then yes. you're like, and like going into the bed together is like just like obviously and then there are just other like male friends i have where like you say goodbye at the end of the night and like i don't even know if i have slept in their bed yeah and that's not really common i'm i'm really cuddly you know i like but i I just wondered what it was we've never done that we although i did sit in between your legs in a tire yesterday (laughs) for a shoot so you did who knows what could happen next well then there's also like the level of like having gay friends that you know you're gay friends because you're, there isn't a romantic element because you would know already if this was like a date or a second date or yes. like a forming of a relationship. I mean, we're men. I think like, yes. I mean, I don't know how we can talk about that in a second, but like, I feel like men who want to stick their dick into each other are going to do it. Like, men will <laughs> fuck. Like, you can't stop that. Oh no! So like, totally. it, so that's kind of how you always know too whether or not there's something there. Um, do you guys ever take a shower together? No, no. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so you went on American Idol when I was twenty-one. I went on. I won Pop Idol in Oh, the really? UK. It was the first Idol before, before it came the to American, American Idol? Idol. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What I thought was amazing in that room, and I don't know if you knew you were doing it or not, was like I said, you held the power, and I felt like you completely owning your queerness and your sexuality within that room put the men and the women on the back foot you just owned it and you weren't aggressive you weren't unkind you weren't in their face but you weren't on the back foot did is that what you went in i don't know in la things like american idol weren't i I don't know other la at an art school it was like not the cool thing it was like the tacky like middle america thing so the joke was like making fun of it and like Mm. so i didn't go in thinking i don't know i was just like i'm just gonna fuck with them and i didn't even think necessarily it would air as i walked out i was like this is gonna air and i kept coming up with bits in my head like oh i'm gonna give ryan seacrest my number because that'll work like oh then in the moment i just played off of them oh yeah i could tell that it was because it's improv i don't know and also i think that's how i was Going to the arts high school, I think that's how I was leaving the arts high school. I think that's how I was then. Ten years later, I think it's how I am now. Where does that come from? Can we just do a little description of what happened for listeners? (laughs) I have seen it, but I can't remember remember what you did. I remember it being Well, first of all, he's saying, I touch myself, which is a joke song. I mean, I guess it was a hit in the 80s, but Mm. I know it because I loved Austin Powers when I grew up and like Jim Carrey movies. Which is kind of, like, really why I wanted to act. Like, I don't think I ever thought, like, I'm going to be, like, Meryl Streep or Dustin Hoffman. Now I I understand the craft a little bit more. But at that point, I was like, I just want to, like, have fun and, and do comedies, I guess. And that song was one of them with the Fenbots. And I remember being a little kid thinking, this is such a funny song. I touch myself. Mm. And the fact that it was, like, a hit, you know, like... So I just was like, you know, um, you're the one who makes me come running, which I already knew was a joke song. So I was like, I touch myself. Hmm. And in my mind, even looking at it now, I'm like, because their reaction was like, whoa, right? Which to this day, I'm like, they could have been like, which probably nowadays in 2000, when is this going to air? 19? Mm. Um, they, maybe not. That's <laughs> bullshit. I'll take it. Depends I'll if release we, it myself. Depends where we're at. Not you. Like, <laughs> um, I'll career could have bombed, you know? <laughs> well, this is a help process. Exactly. Um, I, when I look at it, it's like, oh, they could have been like, oh, hon, like, your pitch is off. Yeah. Or like, oh, yes. hon, you're, you're a different song. Or like, mm, like, not, like, right, like. Yeah, not, they not to have this complete affront because they'd never seen a confident, like, homosexual... Yeah, what year was that, did you say? 
2009 or something. It was before gay marriage. It was before you had... It's not so much that you didn't have gay men on the telly, as you guys say, because you had things like Will and Grace, which, like, you either have the straight acting gay man or the Namsy Pamsy, yes, like, right, yeah. fairy. Not to say that that isn't what I am, but I was coming in a little bit more, like, indie L.A. edge or just, like, what kind you, of the beginning just, of gender fluidity and, like, trans stuff. It was just, like... You just had, you had a confidence. And, a, and Will and Grace... Did that do anything for gay rights? I absolutely don't think so. Sorry. Maybe, like you say, to have this, the, the guy that's really preppy and basically not gay, and then the one that everyone laughs at who's a Nancy and, and sleeps with a different, falls in love yeah. with him every day. That's just, that's so irrelevant. It's so, such a trope. And it's it's exactly. Like, it, it doesn't give any... any breath to humanity. There's no aspect mm. of, totally no revolutionary. No. So um, I Where think... did you get that confidence from? Why, when you said that, it was like the nerve endings in me were like, because you were like, you had that confidence. I was like, yeah, I had it then. <laughs> I don't know where. I, oh, definitely... I feel that. I look back to being 16 and was like, gosh, I think I was, life was far more uncomplicated. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely lost it all after because the thing I wasn't prepared for, when my thing came out, it was literally right before YouTube. My freshman year of college was the first year of Facebook. So this was right before, you know how the, everything now is just shared through multi-platforms? Mm. It was before that. But then there were like pages and pages of YouTube comments being like, fag, you know, like gay. If I saw this person right. walking in the street, I'd sock them in the face. Like <gasps> gay, that's gay, which it's like, yeah, that's like calling the kettle black. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, um, but this is a sicko rapist, like just really? like really nasty. That's and that's when I was like, Oh shit! And because I grew up in LA, you know, I mm. went to an arts high school. Like we, that was the style, which is kind of the style now for sure. Mm. But like was was not then, I guess. Especially on like network television. Yeah. Mm. So I think I was like, ooh, okay, people are fucking scary, and I'm not, I'm not a creep. Like I'm not a, I'm a weird. I'm a whack. I'm wacko. You know, or like. I guess I could be creepy. I'm also like, I'm an actor. Like I could play a serial killer. Like I, Mm. you know, like I have, I mean, sure. Like I could also play a nurse potentially, you know, it's not nice to read that. Yeah. It's just really, when you're 21 now, I'm like even more like, I don't give a fuck what anyone says to me. Yeah. My Mm -hmm. new thing, or I don't know if it's new is I know myself. So if you were like, yeah, with your red hair, I'd be like, my hair's not red, so I'm, <laughs> okay. And if somebody was like, yeah, well, you're not smart. Or maybe you're not smart, but like, if they were like, you have no talent, I'd be like, I know that I do because I've watched my work, so I'm sorry. You can't really get me on that one. Or like, mm. I'm ugly. I'm like, I don't know. It might not be your taste, but like, I take a beautiful photos. You know, like, hmm. I just like, there's not a lot. I'm just like... I. It's so, I don't really take things personally because I just know what it is that I am (laughs) when I'm giving. That's hard to get to that place. Well, part, I think acting training is really beautiful in that way. And like really allows you to exercise all of your emotions and mind and body. And also like having to see yourself a lot on camera and see like, what you do and like what your hands do and like what your voice does it kind of like develops mm-hmm. that knowing of yourself mm. from the outside in caffeine generally is like the the catapult for anxiety right mm. i've only recently realized that since being sober because I wasn't having the anxiety you have after a night of drinking, whether that's because you're like, what the, what did I do? Mm. <laughs> why are there police? No. Um, why? <laughs> Just uh, is that chopper how, for me? It's how literally- do you get blood out of a carpet? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Giggle. Um, carpet, the sheets. Um, <laughs> ah! uh, no, but I found out, I heard that as the alcohol is going out of your system, like literally like, like, 
the way you digest food or liquid and or like maybe it comes out through like sweat or pores mm -hmm. it actually causes anxiety like anxiety is like a really is like what your body is going through and i never realized that after i stopped drinking i didn't, i wasn't experiencing that anymore and i was like oh god life is great um mm. and then um and even when i smoke pot weed grass mm. it's legal here is it legal in the uk no but um, i have a pet hawks or something the <laughs> yeah it's the, it's the weed police that was not giving me anxiety i was really? totally fine i was getting a little tired and i was like yeah i thought if i stopped drinking i would just allow myself to like smoke here and there if i was really you know you but then i had too much caffeine and it instantly started like anxiety mm. Which is such a bizarre feeling. I would take depression over anxiety any day, and I'm not a depressed person unless I'm going through something, you know? I think I would as well, actually. It's so painful. I'm, I'm sorry that you... Um, do you suffer from, like, general anxiety? Well, actually, yeah. I don't use the word suffer because um, I don't feel like I suffer. I experience it. Um, but, yeah... It's got body, a bit of a dodgy nervous system. It's quite often thinking, my body's about to die. I'm like, um, you're not about to die. You're just going to a cafe. Um, and I've, I've so much got on top of it, actually. And like much more mindful about things that work for it. Mm. So, I mean, even in the last... I'd Medication? Say, doesn't work. Yeah. Doesn't touch it. Um, well, this Buddhist meditation, if you ever want to come... It it's um, it includes reading from the book, a twenty minute guided meditation, and then a group share. You see that sounds mm. great. Mm -hmm. It upped my empathy level. If it were like a mu muscle, mm. which I do think needs to be exercised and flexed more for everyone. Mm. I think when I was younger, I only really thought of it in terms of acting, like. To, if if I knew we had to get on camera and do something and hit emotional marks, I would hopefully be able to connect with you before we started the work. But the first place I would drop into would be from my empathy to feel you, sense you, experience you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I always knew how to do that in acting, but in everyday life, I just didn't even really think about it. And so this was kind of like forcing me to take in people. And that, that's just always going to help you. Mm. Any one of us. Being gender fluid, being me, being weird. It wasn't like I wasn't getting parts in the last 10 years. The parts just weren't there. They weren't mm. even on the breakdown. I mean, they weren't mm. being written into anything. And now are they feeling like... They are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, never before. I think um, that Freckle, when I say that, I mean, like, the character on Caleb Gallo, my Instagram, mm. me with makeup, has 
gotten some has gotten attention. So like mm. that may if people know it's just familiarity. If people like can watch like four or five videos or clips or mm. something of something I've done, they pretty much get what it is that I do. Mm-hmm. And and that's helped a lot, obviously. It's a weird thing about auditions. Because I might really want something, but at the same time it's like I gotta give it a hundred percent. But I don't want to get my hopes up. So it's like it's like running a race. It's like I'm gonna win this I'm gonna win this race. I'm gonna win it. But then I kind of and if you're a sportsman you have that psychology, it's mm-hmm. like I'm winning it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but then at the same time, you know, I'd be like, well, I might just fall at the first hurdle. <laughs> but I've still got to psych myself up. Mm. Which I think is one of the hardest things about acting. Um, but like certainly like getting more content with myself, I can now cope with those kind of things. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not going to kill me. I don't get it. I kind of would like it. So I'd like, quite like to pay my mortgage as well. Mm. But there is a bigger world outside all of this. And it's actually helped. I think it's helped me actually as an artist to get more content. Yeah. With that, I don't know if that makes any sense. Absolutely. That, you know? Because well, it's very the, vulnerable. Oh, extremely. The first thing I was going to say is when you said that feeling of like really wanting it and then the idea of being, feeling bad if you don't get it, I was like, oh, I remember that being my entire early 20s. But I really do think after you audition so much, it just, like, the, uh, those feelings really go away. Like, when I don't get something or hear back, it's like a day goes, I don't even remember I did it. It's, like, all just, like, kind of, like, the day job, basically, like, yeah. factory work. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And um, I get excited, but I don't get bummed. It's just like, okay, you don't win roles, you know, mm. and... and, and <laughs> Yeah. And or and you certainly don't you didn't lose by not getting mm. yeah, the role. Yeah. It, it's so it so it really is incredibly vulnerable. And what I will say is doing it so much has actually I mean I'm still a baby at it, but it's made vulnerable things in real life almost effortless. Wow. Yeah, because you just truly, it's definitely made stuff like this, not stuff and like, like this, but like having to like do interviews, um, putting my work out there, sending emails, talking to literally a stranger for the first time Mm. about, you know, whatever. Like it's definitely made all of that. I don't even know. I don't even notice the difference anymore Mm. of being on acting or not acting oh great until the advent of of like yeah. facebook and instagram i also like <clears throat> i didn't grow up really knowing what i looked like mm-hmm. you and it, you know is that really like i saw myself in the mirror i saw pictures but like i didn't understand that 93.8 percent of acting on camera is a visual medium of what you look like. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you have to look hot. It's just you have to look specifically what you are. Mm-hmm. I was talking earlier to someone and they were saying they, they all have kind of one almost like mission statement uh, or something in their DNA that they want to bring to life. Like everything comes back to that. Do you have a sense of what yours is? Yeah. Like a purpose, I guess, a mm-hmm. wider purpose. I have a few, but the one main one, yeah. I, I think that gender fluid visibility is enough. And when I, for myself, growing up in, you know, parts of a lot of LA can be thought of as very tacky. The industry is cheesy, cheesy industry. I started replacing the word fame with visibility and it made me stop like spinning. I was like, this mm-hmm. is important. That really, you know, if there's like, a young person who can see somebody on screen and feel like that's them and they can see them be happy and like mm. laughing and, and being romantic or whatever and living a good, healthy life. And then I know that's just, that's enough. Mm. I know it. 
But I used to have this mantra that said, uh, my purpose on this planet is to focus all my energy into love and light up the world. Hmm. And when I was 21, I also woke up from a dream and I wrote down a piece of paper. I said, it rhymes. So it's called the open heart theory, which I made up. It's called, there's so much love for you and me. Let me teach you open heart theory. Let in love, deflect hate. It's all about the give and take. If you stay open to me, I'll stay open to you. Don't close off and stay inside. Come out and play. And let's show this planet a brand new way. It's mm, amazing. I like it. Yeah. Really amazing. So I think that like... Well, there's a sense of openness and generosity hearing that those words and kind of connection, humanity, that kind of thing. I think for young people... If, if people like yourself have that visibility so young people can see it, it's very powerful because it, that's, is, that's what's <coughs> needed. And so there are lots of people who are very visible, but people for too long have forgotten about the people that aren't visible. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's changing. Do yeah. you feel that? Yes, I do. And I directly feel it because I am in the motion picture industry. I am mm. in, I have great management and representation with companies that represent what has so far been just the mainstream. Mm. And I do see progress and opportunity happening. It just is going to take time. I also think too, like, I have a big issue with people looking at Hollywood for representation because the origin of recording movies was like recording smut and it comes from vaudeville and it was very body and like boozy and kind of like mobs and like whores so like to me when i think of like movies it should be that kind of lecherous sinful fun so when i think of people thinking that it needs to be like proper I have a hard time with that. I think that as a society, we should be going to libraries and having like town hall meetings and we should be teaching each other things like morals, values. But I don't think that should be for the industry. I think like... That's just like looking, looking to the wrong place. Yeah. For the right things. Yeah. It's, yeah. Do you, I feel like... It's ultimately trash. <laughs> but know? the lot of it... I mean, I suppose it's not a theater. It's not the opera. No, no, and I can see that particularly. Like, go see nice plays and go listen to good music live if you want like art and culture. But thinking like Hollywood's supposed to churn that out for you, it is where a lot of people get spend a lot of time looking at it. And I, I, you know, when you're saying that, I'm reminded of you going on American Idol and it being deemed odd. You know, and I think. I just feel like so often that thing of like, if you see it, you can be it, you know, like I think cinema should, it should show, or Hollywood, because that, you know, TV and everything is probably more impactful now. Like, I think they do have a duty because it is a business and they're only not representing because they're worried it won't make money. You know, just so often I've heard since Black Panther, for example, people talking about how, surreal it was to be able to see black people saying we able to see people like them on screen in that film was just a huge rewarding process mm-hmm. you know well that also has to do with the fact that it if the argument is that they don't do things because they're scared it's going to make money it's like well that's going to make money we have a huge black population like yeah, I mean, I don't know because I'm not in those meetings. But um, why there's not more? Yeah, why there isn't more? I don't know. I think it's just like do something like last time, and we know it'll work. Mm. And I don't. I don't think that's going to be any longer. I agree. And did you guys see Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah. Oh, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. Did you like? It? I walked out halfway because I got. I Hollywood movies are not what I spend my time absorbing. Mm. I'd rather go to the library and go to the architecture section and look at Neutra books. Like, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it for what it was doing. That's what. Absolutely. That's that why was... I bought the movie ticket. Yeah. 
I did want to ask you two things because you did something so amazing on Instagram that I just love. Oh. That was, you had a lot of a lot of people wrote into you who were gender fluid and just mm-hmm. said, "I feel this and I feel lost or I feel like I don't know what to talk to." And you just wrote these amazing replies. That was like a month, a couple of months ago, right? Yeah. I don't know, I should do more of that. I don't know what compelled me. It was really, really special. This was the first one, because while well, I do get a lot of messages in my DMs and I can't reply to every single one, I just mm. can't. It's, it would it'd be insane. Like, and, but when I see things like this, I'm like, it, I feel compelled to answer and post because I'm like, I'm sure other people feel this and this is, mm. this is a part of why I'm even doing this wacky brand which is visibility mm. and comedy because if we can laugh at something we can understand it right Freckle I, I really look up to you I'm struggling with my gender identity but I aspire to be as free and accepting of who I am as you are with yourself it'd be really fucking powerful and meaningful in my life if I could just ask you a question then I write yes I'm really struggling with whether or not I need to take hormones or T-blockers to like what I see in the mirror. And I'm wondering if you have any advice or experience. And I, and, and I mean this, I, I just kind of like typed from my heart. I was like, I think you got to really ask yourself and see what you need for you first off. Because I don't, I can't be in a position, if somebody says, should I transition? That's not up to me. Somebody asked me if they thought their wife was an alcoholic and I was like, I don't, I'm not going to answer that. Mm. I have no idea. And only they can answer that. Like, mm. I'm not in a position to answer anything for anyone. you got to find that in yourself. But then I was like, you know, I can only speak from myself. So I said, I don't take hormones or T-blocker because when I look in the mirror, I see a movie star. But that's not because when I look in the mirror, I see a movie star, but because I feel like a movie star. Sometimes I think about my body and how I don't work out. And I'm like... um, damn, I'm amazing. Hmm. Uh, I deserve an Oscar for looking this good without ever working out. Hmm. I'm a firm believer in working what's on the inside first. And I really think that, I, you know. Yeah, and I think, I think what's... Um, and you will know way more about this than I will, but I feel like we are reaching a stage which is really interesting that is about how people who are feeling like they're gender fluid don't have to suddenly start ascribing to some other idea of what they are like I said what you don't feel like a man right so you have to be a woman it's like I mean that when when the what do you call it explosion revolution or Mm. visibility of trends Mm. rights became more present as like it really did really fast like it was Mm. like transparent Caitlyn Jenner I don't know uh, Laverne Cox in Orange is the New Black it was like boom 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 big 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 and maybe for me or for queer people we were like because it was, you know, something mm. that was a little bit in our family. Mm. I remember being, I mean, obviously we're like, well, that's great. You know, mm. good for, like, incredible for them. But knowing, I guess, a little bit of that responsibility thing, which is like knowing that there are young people watching or there are young people who would have been in myself's shoes and been like, I don't really feel like a dude. I don't feel like... I don't relate to toxic masculinity. I don't desire to pursue status and violence. I don't want to, I don't want to withhold my emotional availability. Brené Brown talks about like the, the three areas of shame for men. And that's two of them. And the other one is, and never appear weak. Mm. And to me, especially when I developed Freckle for Caleb Gallo, mm. which is how you originally saw Right. Uh, no, I you were. I found you on Instagram. That's how I first ever. Oh, saw before Caleb Yeller. Yeah. Did you no, know? no, no, no. After, after. Oh, okay. Um, with that, with that, I was like, Freckle has to be flawed, mm-hmm. and I'm flawed, and that's kind of the only thing I want to share with the world. I don't want to share. I mean, I put pictures and videos of me done up in makeup and hair, but I'm still never going to look. I think these are good monikers because I thought of them recently. It's like, I'm never going to be like Brad Pitt and I'm never even going to be like Angelina Jolie. Like, that, those are like 
visual staples that we have in our mind the, as far as like yes. like the ideal man or the ideal woman. So mm. it's like at the end of the day it's like I am I am weak to my addictions, I am weak to my mind, you know, like I am strong in my presence, but I'm trying to get by every day just like everybody else and um so I don't I that idea of like needing to appear masculine was never interesting to me. Mm. I don't need feminine beauty or mystique to make me feel like I'm powerful. Mm-hmm. Because I think that my power comes from my one imagination and two from my vulnerability and three from like my radiating heart. My ability to connect, my ability to feel, my ability to empathize. I don't think I'm better than anyone for being this way. Sure as hell don't think anyone's better than me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm also not an ad. I'm not like trying to be a big voice on like, stop the kids from surgery. Uh, like, cool. I could be, if people feel truly like they are in a displaced gender and need to like transform in order to feel comfortable, by all means do it. I just think there is also a reality in which you can be somewhere in the middle like me. And not feel like you associate with Well, and with just either. not conform. I don't yeah. think I need to look like a woman for you to like me. And I don't think I need to be masculine for you to like me. Mm. And I'm going to look like I look and you're going to love me. You were saying earlier about uh, Freckle is me with makeup. Like, is there a delineation between you and Freckle or not? I don't mean me with makeup to be a passable woman. Freckle is, a, is an old Hollywood star so to me the idea of makeup is like when you're on camera when you're on stage mm. you know it's the it's the sh- smoke and mirrors yes. you know it's the it's the sequence gown it's the, um or if i'm playing a you know weathered bag lady then mm. it's like it's the dirt is the makeup you know yes. and like the old age makeup so but, but as in so i texted you earlier and i'm saying hi freckle like do you think that there are times that that isn't what you are is that like an online persona thing or <laughs> i mean this question is the one i think i have like less thought out only because like well you don't to be you don't have to sort it out to, as in i was thinking it more as like i wanted to be correct rather than, oh well, that's rather pretty than sweet what is it i well originally freckle was more like a you know how there's nicknames mm. it was like a pet name right we're like just like a cute little thing and when people ask me they're like are you Jason Green but Freckles like a bird thing I'm like yeah but like I also just think Freckles sounds really cute Mm -hmm. so like I I, and people and people my friends catch me all the time sometimes they're like why do you interest yourself as Jason why other times you're like hi I'm Freckle I'm like I don't know Mm -hmm. because like sometimes it's just like cute for somebody to hear like Freckle you know and they're like oh hi Freckle I'm like yeah Freckle's also gender neutral name. You know, mm. Jason already historically just implies that I'm masculine. Mm. Um, I don't care about pronouns. I don't get bothered. I'm open. I used to go by it because mm. I'm it. Mm. Um, I do have learned, I've come around to they and them because I feel like there's Jason and Freckle here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I am Freckle. I feel like Freckle is also an extension of my imagination. Mm. I feel like my Instagram is both real and fiction. I yeah. feel like my whole existence is both real and fiction. Mm. I feel like it's a fine blur between a lot of times when I'm acting on camera, I don't think that I'm a full-blown character. Um, and the way I experience emotions is what I'm going to use. So it is still me. Well, that was Freckle. I think she's very honest. I think she's very clever, very erudite. We did take her to task on some of the things she said in a polite, kind way, not in an attacking way. Yeah. And also what I think was interesting about that interview is her talking about how she wants to be referred to. Like when when I was having that bit of conversation with her and I was going, is Freckle a construct in you, Jason Green, or is dot, dot, dot? And she was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And I said, oh, I just wanted to get it right. She was mm. like, oh, thanks. And I think that there's so much 
demystifying required around mm. preferred pronouns and all of those things. And I think the only way you can approach that stuff is just to say, how would you like to be addressed? Yeah, because that's that's just very open, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, but I think often we are all afraid to ask. I agree. I totally agree. It's nothing wrong with asking a question. Mm. Please, can I have? <laughs> Please, can yeah. I have your black Christian no. Dior, Dior cashmere jumper? No, you bloody because you lost it, didn't you? Actually, you told me. No, that. I've got it back. It leaves us with only one thing left to do. And I don't know about you, but... It's a song. I'm ready. I've been listening to a lot of Mariah Carey recently. <gasps> the song is all I've ever wanted. Do you remember that? Is a you and you alone. I don't know that one. And I love you so. Getting into promo mode now. Can you see? And I love homo. Okay, we'll do another one. Okay. So, um, and Mariah Carey. When a homo comes along with the strength to carry on. We're sounding good in this. And, and a cast your fearless aside. And your homo will survive. Because when a homo comes along, get in, stay inside you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> those are the lyrics, aren't they? Something inside you and be strong. Probably. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Powered by Spirit Studios.